If your company is completely happy with your digital marketing, ignore the next 25 seconds. Great, you're still here. I'm Mike Mothner, founder and CEO of W Promote, where we are obsessed with helping our clients grow profitably through digital marketing. We combine an addiction to data and killer creative with integrated strategies for paid search, social, SEO, content marketing, and email. Learn more about how we can help you to think like a challenger at wpromote.com tech. That's wpromote.com tech. Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner. From Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. If your company is completely happy with your digital marketing, ignore the next 25 seconds. Great, you're still here. I'm Mike Mothner, founder and CEO of W Promote, where we are obsessed with helping our clients grow profitably through digital marketing. We combine an addiction to data and killer creative with integrated strategies for paid search, social, SEO, content marketing, and email. Learn more about how we can help you to think like a challenger at wpromote.com slash tech. That's wpromote.com slash tech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar. And joining us again, he's back, is Al Bergio. He is the founder at Digital Bits. I hope some of you listened to his interview prior. It was a great one. And he's joining us again. So welcome back, Al. Thank you for having me again, Juliet. It's great to great to talk to you again. Uh, fantastic. And with, with so much going on in the world of crypto and blockchain, all that, we have a lot to talk about. Um, but first off, just in case people missed the first interview, give us a small overview overview about digital bits. Certainly. Um, so digital bits can be thought of as a uh, transaction and trading layer for the points economy and other digital assets. So it's a blockchain uh, with its own native cryptocurrency. Um, and upon on, on top of that, uh, let's say on this blockchain network, you can actually tokenize uh, digital assets. You could transfer and trade them on on chain uh, with something what we call multi-hop. So there doesn't necessarily need to be a direct market for uh, for something to transfer or trade. And that is really designed to really enhance, um, you know, provide the uh, foundation to help enhance uh, liquidity for, for digital assets like loyalty points that have historically lacked liquidity. So if you guys are still interested in learning a little bit more, you should go back and find Al's last interview about digital bits, which is on our website. You can just go on there. It's in our archived folders. And the real reason we brought Al back was we wanted to, to really dive into the current space of things in the crypto world. And, uh, and so you and I were talking before we started recording about, you know, will tokens actually get used? You know, there's a lot of different companies. So go ahead and start recapping a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of the state of the market. Um, we saw in 2017 and into early 2018, this uh, kind of emergence of the utility token era, uh, a tremendous amount of capital raised with various ICOs and so forth. You know, and fast forward to today, it's kind of been a bit of a correction in the market. Uh, a lot of people starting to ask questions as to, hey, wonderful white paper. Um, majority of them maybe haven't uh, built or launched a product yet. And even for those that have um, questions around, in many cases, use, right, adoption. And so we're really in this state of uh, the market uh, needing to, in general, you know, cross the chasm 
we have less than 1% of, of society using crypto, uh, touch crypto. Um, and many of us obviously would love to see that and, and believe it will grow, you know, 10%, 20% and so forth of, of society really embracing uh, cryptocurrencies and, and the various forms of them. Um, so the question I'm sure on many people's minds is how's that going to happen? Um, it's, you know, there isn't this, we'd all love it to be build it and they will come, <laughs> but there's something <laughs> called execution and really go to market strategies that are important at the end of the day. And, and with that, we see, you know, with time you see the, the winners emerge and, and unfortunately a lot of this, uh, is like early stage companies in the sense that not all win. In fact, you know, let's say 90% of them, um, will, will not, uh, survive. But with that, there's an ongoing evolution. And so we really took a different approach with all this, um, in terms of our focus, the, you know, how we wanted to help contribute to see the market grow over time. And again, the challenge here is, you know, less than 1% society. How do we get this into, you know, 5%, 10% and beyond? And we, when we were looking at um, uh, really giving birth to digital bits and, and building the technology around that, um, we were lo- looking at it from the standpoint, what asset category do we focus on first um, to help support its tokenization? And we kept coming back to loyalty and rewards points. I mean, and the reason for that was um, there's this huge learning curve in many cases. Um, uh, with, with blockchain, you have private keys, public keys, blockchain itself, all this unique terminology that most of society is just not familiar with. So that takes time. It's kind of like the early internet. You had first movers, willing followers, and then a lot of people that said, this internet thing is for kids, but eventually the unwilling followed. So we all believe in that, um, but certain, certain use cases and so forth will take time. So what we liked about loyalty is that the majority of the society actually has that digital asset already in their pocket. They may not all be using it. In fact, you know, um, there, there is a percentage that are, are active in use, at least in terms of earning uh, their rewards. But um, beyond that, it, you know, for the most part, these are liquid assets. And many of us get frustrated with them. So let's just call all of that legacy loyalty. The attractive part of it from our point of view, though, is this is a massive multi-billion dollar market. Though it may be highly fragmented, the asset still exists. And so we wanted to really focus on how can we help, in essence, tokenize those assets that are already in people's pockets, in, you know, so to speak. And, um, and that's really what it's centered around for us. If we could help you know, uh, one enterprise at a time tokenize their program, in essence, what would happen is that you'd have millions, if not tens of millions, of users ultimately um, with each and every enterprise tokenizing their program, uh, in essence, possessed a, a form of cryptocurrency now and, uh, and and get familiar with it. And ultimately, we'd see the market uh, grow at mass scale uh, w- with this approach. And so that's the direction that we went in. Um, we're really you know excited with the progress and, and the partners that have come on board to support uh, this vision. And the vision is, is uh, now starting to become a reality for us. I mean, you're so right. That's that's the best way to get people to do something is if it looks favorable and easy. You know, if this is going to give you X and you want X, you'll do Y to get it. And then and then once you've done it a couple of times, you know, it's going to be easier and easier 
and your knowledge base will grow and you'll be more and more comfortable. It, it's it's network effect at the end of the day and, and, you know, really building this ecosystem and sparking that network effect. It's kind of like Facebook. If, you know, we didn't necessarily have an employee from Facebook teach us how to use Facebook, but uh, we kind of all navigated to it. And maybe some of our friends knew some tricks on how to use it better. And within that kind of ecosystem, we taught each other and then it drove, drove that network effect, right? It kind of permutated. Um, we see the same, in a, in, a, in a roundabout way, the same opportunity here. Um, for example, um, you have already in many of these programs an app, let's say a hotel. You probably have the hotel's app for their program or an airline or, or you know, your grocery store, whatever the case may be, whatever program you're part of. That app tells you, that, you know, the number of points you've earned, the number of rewards. That's kind of like your wallet, right? So there's already this pre-existing user interface that you could seamlessly integrate behind the scenes blockchain technology without using that scary word and then just gradually introduce these features that happen to be powered by blockchain. Uh, but they're nonetheless presented as features, the ability to now transfer peer-to-peer, uh, trade, what have you. And all of a sudden, within that ecosystem um, that's instantly kind of been migrated, there's, say, a subset, maybe 5% are, are advanced users that are already familiar with crypto. And they start using the functionality that's already now uh, they've inherited as, uh, with this, uh, these points that they have, this new kind of cryptocurrency. And then from there, you kind of, you know, you see an evolution within the ecosystem and you exponentially grow a market versus taking a different kind of organic approach of one consumer at a time, which is really hard. Um, and it's, it's, it's great to see that happen in, in, in many cases, even with, let's say, Bitcoin um, that's given birth to all of this. Um, but to, to sort of complement that with an enterprise grow to market that can help survive mass scale. I think everybody wins. Uh, we start to introduce more society into crypto, and then more of them start to develop an affinity for other uh, currencies now that they've you know start to get comfortable with it. So that's kind of the um, the focus that we have, and taking a, a phased approach to to expanding and and um, you know we we're covering many corners of the world these days, and and it's great to see the support that we got behind us. It's so interesting to to see how much you know psychology psychology plays in the role in this. You know how people really just need to be led in a direction for them to to then embrace it, whereas if just presented in a slightly different way, they would reject it. Right. Yeah. So the natural reflex is you kind of for most people is that you're you're afraid of the unknown. Um, Mm -hmm. If you don't, you know, if you don't uh, know what something means, you kind of um, in many cases people are you know they're they either have the wrong impression or just afraid to ask questions. Like you know, really if you kind of take a survey and ask people what the word blockchain means. Maybe some people have no idea. Others may just assume it means Bitcoin. It's kind of synonymous with that, which isn't necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. And um, and so taking an approach where consumers are already embracing something, they already have a learned behavior with loyalty. They know how to earn these things. It's kind of like human mining, right? They're, they know how to go and mine and earn points. Um, it's not something we have to teach them, which is which is wonderful. I mean, if you think of Bitcoin reward, you know, you need to learn how to do mining and, and so forth. And, you know, that's never going to be, you know, five, 10% of society that's going to learn how to do that and, and, and what have you. And so um, some of these rewards, if you will, are difficult. Um, but here, again, it's, it's, an, it's one of those things that I kind of like to refer to it as we're not trying to force society into blockchain. We're, we're in essence putting blockchain into society with this approach. And uh, without having to, 
uh, teach them what that word means. It's just kind of seamless. It happens behind the scenes, and they uh, gradually inherit all the same benefits. Absolutely. And I think when I talk to people, one of the main things that holds them back from, from adopting this is the responsibility that goes along with it. You know, when all of a sudden you're you're offered, oh, you have to have a wallet, and then people can hack it, and you have these words you have to hide, and you can't forget them, and, and it's so much responsibility all at once, and they right. don't feel su- supported. And when it's in a rewards program or it's within something else, they don't feel so much responsibility on their shoulders. That's right. It's it's already something you have a, perhaps a, a familiarity with, and, and it doesn't sound scary because it's been around Rewards programs have been around for decades uh, in many cases. Yeah. And so uh, the concepts around it are, are um, it's kind of like riding a bike. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, you know, there, there's a subset that will um, gradually or rather, you know, instantly gravitate to want to hold their private keys and, and do those things and, and follow best practices to keep those secure. Um, but that kind of can happen naturally. Um, where it's not necessarily all this terminology is forced upon them, you know, day one. Um, and, I, you know, in, in a lot of ways, it's, again, you know, I go back to Internet 1.0. Um, it was very raw. If you think of the user experience with the kind of like the dial-up modem era of the Internet, this was new technology. Um, not, you know, a lot of things were clunky. And the first impression was kind of scary. And it's, it's, it's um, hard to imagine that today when, you can have a, uh, a smartphone in your hand and just navigate so smoothly and easily. But it wasn't that long ago that it was an, you know, a nightmare for many people. You know, calling calling somebody, you know, uh, dial a friend for help <laughs> um, because <laughs> something just went wrong. You know, and, and it was almost like a daily occurrence for many people. It's now a thing of the past. Oh, absolutely. Uh, do you have any, like, timeline projections on when you could see, you know, these rewards programs of tokens being being a mainstream thing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we um, launched the blockchain, um, you know, earlier this year, and we started to announce some of the partners that have um, those that that have you know, kind of been publicly disclosed. They've commenced integrating, and um, and so in, in the in the coming weeks, um, their integrations will be complete. Their their pre existing user base will start to benefit from those integrations and and uh, you know, earn uh, crypto as a form of reward. Um, and so it's just going to continue from there. But definitely uh, this year, um, some of those partners that uh, have begun integrating will begin to go live, which we're really excited about. Um, it's just going to uh, you know, drive kind of the next phase of exponential growth uh, for this blockchain. And um, and so, yeah, so that's, it's, uh, it's not that far out, uh, really. Uh, uh, we... Um, Excited to receive that feedback from the initial set of consumers uh, that start to uh, benefit from, from this, and uh, we'll you know uh, play a role and continue to support the uh, ecosystem growth, uh, you know, uh, uh, going forward. Um, to, to add to that, uh, we're going to soon announce the launch of our early access program, or uh, the acronym there is our EAP program, and uh, we'll continue to give uh, the market an update, uh, you know, at least every month in terms of the number of organizations that have joined the early access program, uh, in some cases, share the number of, uh, you know, to the extent that they're um, operators of an existing um, loyalty rewards program, the number of um, users, some stats around their size, to try to give uh, the market as well, just as a whole, a sense as to 
progress. Uh, I think one of the challenges overall, many are wondering is, you know, how are people doing behind the scenes with these projects? Was, you know, there's kind of a lack of transparency. And um, and through our early access program, it's, it's another vehicle for us to provide further transparency into our progress. Um, so again, in, in the coming uh, coming days, actually, we'll be um, an, announcing and uh, launching that. Uh, we've kind of launched already in stealth mode. We've had organizations join it, uh, but we'll more formally uh, put it out there and and uh, see that grow as well. So we're we're excited about that as well. I mean, the progress and feedback has been phenomenal uh, thus far. And you know, just just in closing, for digital bits, if people want to get involved with that and they want to see these updates, they want to follow your journey. Best way for people to contact you and and receive updates and and uh, you know learn more. Sure, certainly. Yeah, so a few ways. Uh, our website is digitalbits.io. Um, in addition to that, we're you know on social media. Uh, it's on Twitter, for example, it's digitalbits.org. Um, on Telegram, it's digitalbits. Um, as well, um, also on Facebook and LinkedIn. So there's various ways for for uh, people and enterprises to to reach out to us, and we'll love to hear from them. Alberto, thank you so much for joining us and giving us this insight into into the industry and how it's changing, and and a positive spin on on what recently has been more of a negative a negative idea about about cryptocurrencies. And it's nice to hear a positive outlook. Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely the future. Um, with every innovation, there's a kind of a crossing the chasm issue. Um, but beyond a shadow of a doubt, uh, we're all in on on blockchain and Web 3.0, and and uh, it's great to be a part of it at such an early stage. Alberto, thank you so much. We'll talk to you hopefully again very soon in the future on this podcast. Thank you. That is Alberto. He's the founder at Digital Bits. Again, their website is digitalbits.io. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.